today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek here. Uh, Eric here. Uh, Eric, we've got a lot to cover, uh, particularly in the NFL, yeah, both past and present. <laughs> so let's kick it off. Uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre has broken his silence. He has uh, been in a swirling controversy over Mississippi welfare fraud scandal, um, wh- where the allegations are basically that he took money that was earmarked for welfare. Uh, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars, uh, and used it to line his pockets rather than uh, give it to the intended sort of recipients. Now, a lot of people uh, adjacent to this case have already pled guilty, and people think that everything is sort of circling up to maybe charge Brett Favre in all of this. And there were text messages and, and yes. things like showing that he kind of had seemed to have some awareness of this. Some awareness. But now, according to him, according to him, he <laughs> has completely denied this, and he's done it in pretty emphatic terms. He says uh, he's been unjustly smeared in the media over his connection to this seventy-seven million dollar welfare fraud scam. Here's what he says: I have done nothing wrong, and it is past time to set the record straight. No one ever told me. Me and I did not know that funds designated for welfare recipients were going to the university or me. I was just trying to help my alma mater, blah, blah, blah. This yeah. is Brett Favre basically setting up his defense. Now, as you said, uh, during this whole period where the controversy has been swelling, there's been text messages that came out that somewhat undermine that he was completely in the dark. Um, he needs to say this because yeah. if he was aware that he was participating <laughs> in a welfare fraud, uh, he will definitely face charges given the amounts involved. He did give back the $1.1 million, but he hasn't given back uh, the interest on that, 228000 yeah. in interest, because he's saying, look, I, I didn't know. Here's your money and back. If, it's, if it was for someone else, fine, take it back. And even if he said, like, I didn't know, nobody anywhere involved with this was like, Hey, where's all these millions of dollars going? Did nobody tell Brett he can't just do what he wants with it? You know, this is emblematic to me. I, I think this defense will probably fall a little short given the circumstantial evidence surrounding the case. Well, and not even circumstantial. There's like text like, hey, is this money for this? Can I use this money for this? Like, there's their their receipts. Yes. Here's one thing I want to say in Brett Favre's defense, and I'm no Brett Favre fan or or, or apologist by you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But when you are a coddled football player all your life, he has been a star quarterback for the majority of his life. He is a legend in Mississippi, which is a small state where football stars are revered, treated like gods. Uh, He's a big deal. And in his life, a lot has just been handed to him. I mean, look, he earned a lot. He's a very successful football player. But a lot of times he was just collecting accolades and collecting free lunches yeah. when he goes out. So maybe he thought, hey, this is just what happens when the king retires. You just collect random. Now, now it's a kind lot of, of money. I, I, I kind of buy that defense when, when you have people like very successful, famous people like with like tax fraud. Yeah. If they're like, you know what? I don't do my own taxes. I hire people for that. I have no idea what they were doing. Right. He was involved, like, it is a charity, and it was millions yeah. of dollars, and you have to actively be a participant in that and have to have and some, of the some allegations sort to, of idea. And to, to your point of being a participant in, in, in the fraud, he also, he also have to be a participant usually to collect any money. Some of the allegations are that he would uh, be scheduled for speeches that he would never give and still collected money yeah. for speeches. Now, that's going to be a difficult sort of set of facts for him to... Uh, you know, argue against because if you're collecting money for something that you're supposed to do, a speech fee, you know, Hillary Clinton, former presidents, they go out and they give speeches for large Lots sums of money. money. Uh, Brett Favre could be on the on the speaking tour circuit, but some people are saying he wasn't doing this and still collecting over a million dollars. At some point, you can't be in. We call it the ostrich defense, where you stick your head in the sand and say, "I don't know what happened around yeah. me, but I just got I, money I in my bank know. account. I don't want to know anything." Yes, the, the less people I know, the who better. were running this, we know he was messaging directly with those people. Yes. So you had to have some idea of what was 
I, I he's going to we'll try see. to say there's sort of plausible deni- deniability in in these text messages. Yeah, I was talking about collecting this money. I didn't know the source came from a, a now, welfare yeah, in, pool. In, I'm allowed to collect money in the from messages. The he wasn't like, "Hey, am I ripping off these kids for the right. welfare?" Like, he, no, it's never anything like that. So maybe he didn't know. But but I'll tell you, you see a lot of convictions where you don't see, "Hey, let's rip off the welfare yeah. fund." You don't need that level of of uh, evidence to convict someone when there's enough sort of smoke there to prove that there was intent to do something wrong. So we'll have to see. Giving back the money was a good start. I don't just just to be clear, the fact that he gave back ill-gotten money isn't indicative of his you know guilt in in receiving it in yeah. the first place. He gave it back because they came and said, "Hey, this 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 money was earmarked," and he said, "Okay, I I want to make good. I don't know what went wrong, but here's the money back." That won't be held against him necessarily, but this issue is far from over. Look, his denial is something that you're seeing him set up a defense, and it's indicative that the this is getting serious for Brett Favre. Yeah. You could see criminal charges against an NFL great, so we'll have to see. He's now somebody will be left holding the bag in this. Like someone will be left. Somebody. There's will been be. a lot of people who have pled guilty already. So, yeah, so you can imagine some of those might have been talking about Brett Favre starting to cooperate to get lighter sentences and whatnot. So this is uh, this story is far from over, but at least now we've seen what Brett Favre intends to say in defense of himself. Yeah. Uh, Different uh, kind of NFL response. <laughs> d- tell me about Devontae Adams. You're a big Monday Night Football fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams uh, plays for the Raiders. Uh, after a game, lost the game by one point. Yeah, he and Close teammate, game. he and other receiver ran into each other, knocked each other down, and that's basically why they lost the game during the final moments of yeah. the game. That's that's key. So he's here. not in a good mood walking yeah. off the field, and there's a, a camera person, not even really filming him, just trying to run in front of him to get a different shot. Got a tripod. He's yeah, a, he's, guy, he's a guy carrying a tripod, and Devontae walks up and just shoves the guy to the ground. Right, just because he's in a bad mood. Yeah. Check out check out the video of of the push first, and then we're going to show you uh, his apology because we're going to want to hear both. But here's the video of the push. Frustration from Adams and whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't have that as Adams leaves the field. The frustrations on this evening bubbling over. And that's not what you want to see as the. All right, so what I see in that video is a guy who's doing his job, maybe thought he could clear the path in front of him before Devontae crossed. Uh, maybe he was a little late in starting his <laughs> run, and Devontae just sort of shoved yeah. him to the ground. It's not with malice necessarily, but it's you can clearly see it's frustration. frustration. It's, it's like just throwing your helmet it. to the ground. He it's also just, doesn't help him up, which is does not, not a great look. Not a great look, but he is frustrated at the end of the game. As yeah. you said, His you know two players collided. He was one of them, and, and it cost them the game, so... Players get frustrated. There's a lot of testosterone and adrenaline running through their veins, and he was running to the tunnel, and someone got in his way and, and he pushed him. He immediately apologized. He did. Now let's listen to the apology. And before, before I answer anything else, I want to apologize to the guy. It was some some guy running off the field, and he ran, uh, like jumped in front of me. We were coming off the field, and I bumped into him and kind of pushed him, and then he ended up on the ground. So I want to say sorry to him for that because that was just frustration mixed with him running in, and literally just running in front of me, and that was. Shouldn't shouldn't respond it that way, but that's that's how I initially responded. So I want to apologize to him for that. Now we read that differently. Tell yeah. me your take on, on his think apology. When he says the guy was literally running in front of me, I took it as him because he's being so contrite about everything else. Like you know, the guy wasn't in my face. He wasn't like you know asking me questions about losing or anything. The guy was just literally just running in front of me doing his job, and I took it out on him, and I shouldn't have done that. Oh, Eric, you couldn't be more wrong. You are so you wrong. You couldn't be more You're wrong. You're so wrong. This is a football player who is tinging his apology with a little bit of victim shaming. What, he's, what he seems to be saying to me is that this he is uh, sort of rationalizing his behavior. He is also apologizing for it, but it's one of those apologies where 
I want to explain to you, I was both frustrated and this dude jumped out in front of me. It's like hitting a cat or, or hitting a kid on a bike in front of you. You can say, look, I'm sorry that the child perished after I hit it with my car. Jeez, but the child darted into the road. No, but you should but just you think say, he's I'm blaming the guy for being in child. front of him. Oh, I think he's absolutely, I without he's question, saying, he is saying this guy darted in front of me. And you can watch the video. The guy's doing his job. He has to cover the shot. And he thought he could dart to the other side or whatever. And he, and he missed it. But you don't just no, push I, someone down. I, I don't think he was shaming the, the guy. Field. I think he was just saying the guy was just, kind of what you're saying, the guy was doing his job. He was literally just running in front of me. And I knocked him down. And I shouldn't have done that. I would feel very differently if the cameraman, and they often are, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of dangerous job in a, in a way, if he was hit during action in the game if if, well, if sort of he's on the sideline and and uh, Devonte adams dives out of bounds to try to get a ball and well, no, that's the over. risk you assume i mean that's an assumer risk. that's an okay yeah. this is after the game he's trotting off the field there's no rush for you to get in the tunnel that that guy is in a rush it was to get the it was shot. wrong of him to knock him down and he acknowledged that sort and if you're, if you're the guy so i don't think the you know the camera the camera person hit the ground pretty hard help him up no, but I'm saying so. I don't think the guy like broke any bones or like no. was injured. So does he try and like sue or anything? No, you know I don't. I see think a you. Ta- I, think I think if you're the guy, you take the apology. I think this guy has a good job running the cameras, and he's probably more inclined to accept the apology and move on with his life and cover the next game. Should Devonte, given this tepid, half-assed apology, <laughs> give him a signed football or something? Absolutely, he did knock the he guy should, down. And he should do something out. nice for the guy, but I don't think I think Not it was a genuine apology. He seemed because he said I immediately felt horrible about it. I knew what I did was wrong. Did you I'm read sorry. his body language though? Gosh, no, right. I heard his voice. I heard the words he said. <laughs> so we see this a little bit different. Either way, look, I don't think this goes any further than no. this. It is not a vicious I hope attack. Not. This he is didn't not something pounce to sue on over. him and hit him in the face or anything like that. He knocked him over. This was, was a guy in a bad mood, lashing out. Yeah, didn't he, hurt the guy. Give him a sign football. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Okay. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, let's uh, move on. Kim Kardashian, wow, uh, having to pay for private security for her children's school mm. because Kanye has basically doxed his own children. He is saying where they go to school. He's been naming the school because he wants them to go to his Donda Academy. So maybe that's his end game of like, oh, I'm going to make it so that they, they can't safely attend this other school anymore. I'm sure that's what he's thinking, but he's imperiling his, his kids in the so process? So now Kim is paying for the security, not because she's worried about Kanye, obviously, no. but she's worried about people, you know... It, his, security it, issues. These are very, yeah. very famous people, and they want some discretion in their whereabouts so that you know and, crazy people don't and, stalk them and so forth. And, and to kind of add to this is so Kanye, you know, in his ongoing battles with everyone... Uh, has gotten into it with Lil Boozy, mm-hmm. the rapper, uh, and had this kind of Kanye posted something that's about troll, how that's troll on troll energy. That's troll too, on troll. Boosie is what it is. Knows but his way at the end the of internet. this post, Kanye says something about how like he's been bullied by black celebrities for so long, and he's like basically says I'm ready to come and shoot the school up, like that he's like a bullied kid in school who's coming to shoot the school. Mm-hmm. And just why, using why, why this do kind you, of language, why even float the idea of a school shooting while you're also saying this is where my kids go to school? Like, 
this is going nowhere good, and he right. has to see that at a point, right? I, I think he does see it, and it is intentional to the you know, you have to view everything about Kanye through the lens of potentially a product of mental illness. That being said, there's intentionality behind using the term school shooting in this particular climate. Kanye knows what he's doing when he says, I feel bullied and feel like I want to lash out and, and shoot up a school. It's deeply irresponsible. He is an adult. Uh, and this, to me, crosses a, a, a sort of serious line. Now that the kids are potentially in danger, usually I would say, oh, this is Kardashians creating a storyline. But no, they're extremely famous. They're but, at a school. A lot of people are interested in them. We we review TROs about Kardashians endlessly in the newsroom. And they are very protective of their children. For of all course, the all the manufactured, all staged, whatever drama, they've always been that way about their kids. And to mention school shootings, and after you've sort of had this conflict about schooling, he wants his kids to go to Donda Academy, as you said, but they're in these uh, these other schools. It's, it's horrific. Uh, you yeah. know, I have been on the side of... Kanye is someone we should have not pity, but but sympathy for what he is sort of wrestling with in a very public manner. He's a very famous person with, I think, serious um, sort of mental issues, uh, some of which he is he has sort of been open about. But at a point, there is a there's a danger. Well, you it's, you it's brought the up the Ricky and, Martin and, issue. And, like at some point, you have to sort of check this behavior because it endangers others. Well, this is that's the thing. You know, we live in Los Angeles, and there are a lot of homeless people in LA. It's it's a, the problem's like yeah. really bad right now. And and I you know we need to do something to help these people because a lot of them do have mental issues. Right. And so you want to get help and help people. But also, if you're on the street and someone comes swinging a skateboard at you because they're having an episode, I'm you know that. Oh, it's, it's, there are ways to deal with that, but also you have to protect yourself. That's right. And you have to protect your loved ones. And, and uh, you know, Kim is doing that and she's amping up security. But the issue she's going to face, I think, for a very long time, we're talking about like decades. Uh, I, I don't think I think they're far from over. I think Kanye will continue to cycle between these phases because he's so famous. He has a lot of yes people around him and anyone who crosses him feeds his narrative of, uh, you know, this this sort of persecution complex that everyone's against me and I'm the only genius and I need to fight back harder. So it's an impossible problem to sort yeah. of address in a way. I don't know what you do about Kanye short of, you know, putting him in a straitjacket and institutionalizing him, which we don't do in this country anymore and shouldn't, frankly. But yeah. it is a very difficult thing to watch publicly play out. Um, and I, I just don't think it's over. I don't, I don't know the solution to this. I don't know where this ends. It's, really. it's just sad all the way around. Yeah. It is uh, extremely sad. Well, let's move on to something that is, uh, I think, sad to some people and and sort of a triumph for others. This is the case of Adnan Syed, who was the subject of the wildly popular 2014 serial podcast, which basically put podcasting on the map. Yeah. At least true crime podcasting exploded onto the scene with the serial podcast. Um, he was convicted in 1999 uh, for the murder of uh, Hey Min, his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Hey, Minley. Uh, he was convicted of that. The serial podcast goes through through the entirety of the case and points out some of the prosecu prosecutorial flaws in the case, some of the evidentiary gaps. Oh, you're sounding like a real lawyer right now. Hey, listen, it the got evidentiary a lot of gaps. They <laughs> didn't bring no good evidence. That's right. No good that's, well, that's true. <laughs> and look, people started to galvanize around this case and file new motions for uh, you know new trials and for his release and so and he forth. He spent 20 years in prison. He spent for this. 20 years in prison for this, and a lot of people and always maintained his innocence. Convicted. That's right. That's right. Never accepted any deals, was convicted, spent 20 years in 
prison uh, on a life sentence. He was released when the prosecutor, which is extremely rare, rare said, we need to release this guy. We uh, didn't run down the initial prosecutors on the case, because as you said, 20 years ago, were different prosecutors than currently. And they said they didn't uh, run down all of the potential suspects. There were two other people. They didn't turn over exculpatory evidence, which is evidence that might show he's innocent, which there were two other very do. viable suspects in this case. There right? were other that suspects. They never pointed towards or named at all in the original trial. That's right. In 1999, there was also sort of DNA evidence was much newer, so a lot of things weren't tested. So they released him, but they said, look, we're going to continue this investigation and we may bring charges against Adnan. This is this is not over. Well, it's yeah. over. <laughs> it's over. They're not going to recharge him. Adnan will stay a free man. Now, Heyman Lee's family was said they were blindsided by his release in the first place and said they weren't kept in the loop. You know, I, I went through pains of saying prosecutors are not the attorneys for the victims. They seem like it, but they're not. They're the attorneys for the state. Yeah. They, they, they sort of want to convict people uh, who have who have broken laws, but they don't represent the families. So they don't have to keep them apprised. However, Mosby, I think her name is Marilyn Mosby, is the state attorney, said, we did keep them apprised. It's a very high-profile well, case. Is, we this told them this was them. coming. Even, even if the family thought that Adnan did not do it, yes, all that means for them then ultimately is nobody was ever caught for murdering their daughter. That's right. They have no closure. Yeah. It, it, in other words, and their daughter And you know, died. nothing brings the, the loved one back, but if you think the person who did it's at least not going to do it to anybody else and is paying for it, right. but then if you think they just got away with it, that... I don't know how you live with that. It's terrible. Some people say, look, he served 20 years. There was a lot of doubt, but he served 20 years on a murder conviction. So, a lot of people think he should spend the rest of his life in prison. So you can let understand me, so, the family's perspective. So if perspective. he's, he's you know, legally free and clear at this yes. point, can he can he like do a civil suit against the original prosecutors? Because their, you know, their election of their duty cost him 20 years of his life. Yes. The answer is yes. He could try to deliberately lawyer up withheld this evidence. and say, I've been wrong, wrongly imprisoned for 20 years. A prosecutor has said uh, they didn't have enough evidence to convict me and had to release me. It's not actually a bad case to bring civilly. I don't think Adnan will do it. I think Adnan wants to turn the page because when yeah, you file this civil this. suit, my goodness, remember the burden of proof is much lower in a, in a civil case than it is in a criminal case. And I think it would be really unseemly for him to collect a couple million dollars in in in, in a settlement with the city after all this. I think he probably wants to turn the page. I, I don't know because he's not suing the family of the girlfriend. No, it's, yeah, if, he's if, always maintained if, if it is a tragedy that my yeah, ex girlfriend died. If there were prosecutors who knowingly withheld evidence in order to get your conviction that you didn't do, if he yes. knows he didn't do it, you gotta you gotta pay for that. Like yeah. I don't, you destroyed my life. There will be <laughs> another know. news cycle of all of the evidence that uh, points in the direction of him having committed the crime because the state will defend itself in a civil case. Even if they said criminally, we're going to let you go. We don't want you in prison anymore. We didn't have enough to convict you. You better believe they're going to say we had more than enough to charge you and bring but these charges against so you in the first dirty. case. We sent you to jail knowing we were wrong. And if you try and say anything, we're just going to make you look bad. Yeah, they will definitely uh, dirty him so up right wrong. now. Right now, that's he's so looking. Wrong. At, yeah, I, I look. I agree with you, and you may still see this, and you will at least probably see him lawyer up and explore these options. I'm not sure if he'll file a case or if the city will just say, "Here's a little bit of money to just make this go away and put this behind us." Uh, it remains to be seen, but he is a free man, and that's yeah, the is. biggest thing that he wanted and that his family wanted. They fought tirelessly for this. This is a you know, the, the, the serial podcast didn't really take a position that he should be freed. They just sort of cast all the doubt and laid it out there in a very sort of uh, objective way. But it does seem like a triumph of true crime sort of <laughs> podcasting. I, I, yeah. The reason you're interested in the story is that it was potentially wrongly decided. It's not just a and sort you of wondered, marching you through. I mean, you would think the podcast is sort of what directly led to him getting out. Without it, question. It, it, Without it put question. pressure on on the, the officials and it opened up the, the case to people who were interested in it. And like, maybe we should 
take another look at this. And for a duration, I mean, this thing was in, the podcast was in 2014, then there was a series on, I believe, HBO Max. Yeah. So there's been a tension on this case that the prosecutors, even the new ones who came into power, weren't able to outrun it. They were always answering questions about Adnan Syed. Now they no longer have to answer the same questions, I guess. They'll Which always have the questions from Hey Min's family. But... Also makes you sad wondering how many people are in prison for decades that didn't get a podcast, who also didn't do it. And maybe people withheld evidence in those trials. Well, you'll see more of those podcasts. The Innocence Project probably is just a pipeline for podcasts at this point, given the outcome in this case. Uh, (laughs) I want to move to the last one, which is a tailor-made story for Eric Colley, who is our music guy, but also an avid comic book I am a giant comic book nerd. Uh, This crime hurts my heart. Uh, Ray Buffer is an actor. He's uh, one of those people you've seen in things. He you was in ER, yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's, he's a working actor that's sure. been doing things for decades. He's a that guy. You, he's a, he's a that he guy. Is. Like, oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Uh, so he was at a comic book shop in San Diego, and there's security footage of him sliding some comics under his shirt. Very obviously. I mean, Very this, obvious. It's pretty crisp footage. It's not that blurry. Yeah, and, and comics, you know, these are, for people who don't know, like in comic shops, the valuable ones are on a, on a backing board to keep them from getting bent. So when he slides under his shirt, it's not just like a magazine. You see the board sticking under the shirt. Right, which you, which indicates that it's a valuable one, right? Yeah, it's so not he necessarily stole, a new they say, issue. They're saying can... he took $600 worth of comics. Uh, and so then another comic shop in L.A. goes, oh, he tried that with us. And they've released footage where you see him slip something under his shirt, and then an employee comes up and confronts him. You you see it, but you can't hear it. There's no audio. Yeah. But she's like, basically, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah. And you see him... Quickly, while she's not looking, slide it back out from under his shirt and put it on a table and walk out. Yes. So now they're putting this video out. So he's banned from all these comic shops. Uh, I think cops are now investigating. It's a, it's a petty crime. It's six hundred dollars. It's not a it's not a felony. Yeah. Uh, now legally, I wanted to, to to sort of say when he puts it in his shirt and then he's confronted in the one video. They said, you know, I'm going to call the cops unless you sort of. It, there's sort of an, uh, a sort of uh, assumption that she's saying unless you put it back, cops are getting involved, and he does put it well, back. We don't know if she said unless you put it back. It's unclear. She could have been like, I'm calling the cops. I saw you take that, and right. he's like, whoop, and but slips has, it back out and drops it on the table. He has a defense in that case that he's sort of undone the crime. You have to like intend to permanently deprive the shop of the uh, of the item and maybe he was just like you know as i shop through the store i stick them under my yeah, I was shirt just, i was just trying to keep it warm <laughs> yeah know? i was just trying to like uh you know have my hands free and i needed to <laughs> stuff it in my shirt sort of a joke but uh yeah this is not good for him and it looks like he now has a bit of an mo of going to shops if if all this video is true and the cops are investigating both of these it would be kind of serious. I mean, six hundred dollars is not a lot of money, but it's not nothing. And it's no, and, comic and books also are for, serious business. A lot and, of them are worth you know, a lot as, of money. As a, as a nerd who goes to comic shops, you know they're like mom and pop shops. They're yes. you know independently owned. Even if some people have, sometimes have a couple locations, these are small businesses. Yeah, and some of know, our reporting indicated that they knew him. He's a yeah. guy who frequents comic book shops. As I'm sure, if you go to them, they know Eric. Right? Yeah, they Eric, they, hey, they, how you doing? Yeah, What's and new in it's today? It's sad. Me, like you're hurting these businesses. It's really, really uh, awful to see this kind of thing because I, I think of them as I used to collect baseball cards and they are they're mom and pop shops. Yeah. And to the thought of like stealing from them, you're not stealing from a faceless corporation, a, a Walmart or anything. You're stealing from people who amass these collections and sell them to kids and sell them to avid collectors. Yeah. It's pretty awful if these allegations are true. Now, look, he hasn't said anything directly about them. Uh, he, re- he, de- he deleted all of his social but he media, deleted his social, all of it. Which isn't great. So then I wonder, he must be a comic fan, because why else would you go to a comic shop? Sure. But is it because he was trying to get the money for stealing them, or is it because he just wanted those particular books? Well, you tell me. You're the collector. I mean, I think uh, the motivations could be mixed, but I think if you go to... There's easier ways to 
sort of steal things that are just valuable but not sort of in a personal way. You can go, you know, take gold. You can go to well, it's like stealing jewelry for a lot of people. You don't not you don't because like you want jewelry. a diamond you ring. Want you want to sell it. Yeah. Yes. Comic books are different. Like if I yeah. stole a Mickey Mantle baseball card, I'm not looking to put it on eBay. I'm looking to have it. I, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy looking at the Mickey Mantle baseball card. I, I assume the same thing is true of a first edition uh, X Men. Well, comic. but and that's the thing too. You'd have to know because any any comic that was that valuable is going to be behind a glass case. Yes. He wouldn't have been able to get that without like a smash and grab. So if you see him kind of taking things out of the boxes, yes, are there so, valuable things that that as a comic book not, reader, not six hundred dollars that are not going to be in a box? No, right, okay, but he he probably has an eye for what's in. So there then he that knew what to I take. Get some value. He's like, what oh, is, this is like a forty dollar book. I'm going to slip this one and this one. And right, like a first edition Toxic Avenger under there or something like that. <laughs> are you trying to be a comic nerd? <laughs> You're All just right. a nerd nerd. That, that'll do it for us today. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.